Hey friend, welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. Thank you for joining me in my office today. I appreciate your listenership. Join me, if you would, in Mark chapter number 8. That's where we will be. We are steamrolling through. Lord willing, and the church don't rise, we might uh, finish up Mark chapter number 8 this week. We're trying to stay on track. We're doing our best. I appreciate you following along. Have you ever heard of the acronym FOMO? Fear of missing out. You know, I grew up in a military home. I was an army brat. My dad was 20-something years in the United States Army, and we had acronyms all the time. DOD, JAG, J-A-G, M-W-R, you fill in the blank. There's all kinds of acronyms, and I don't know if I could tell you what all of them mean, but uh, I remember hearing them all the time. But that FOMO, Fear of missing out. I think that's more of a modern acronym that somebody came up with not too long ago. But have you ever had that before? Been thinking, I, I, I don't want to miss out, so I'm going to go do something, even though I don't really want to do it. But I, I'm going to fo- I'm going to follow along with the crowd because I don't want to miss out. And that peer pressure can be difficult sometimes, right? But fear of missing out—it's a real thing. People don't want to miss out, especially on good stuff. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, meeting a famous person, uh, just a great meal. You talk about food around me, I I have a fear of missing out. But in all seriousness, it's a real thing. We don't want to miss out on interesting opportunities or something we've never experienced before. Fear of missing out. Well, what about if you and I, this would be a sad thing, a bothersome thing. We're in Mark chapter number 8 today. It would be a bothersome thing. We're going to look at a city an entire people that missed out on a miracle. I wouldn't want to miss out on a miracle, would you? That would be horrible to think that to think that Jesus Christ was with us, was among us, and then to miss out on a miracle. But you realize, though Jesus Christ has ascended back to heaven, he's now on the right hand of the Father, he sent us a comforter. He sent us the Holy Spirit He sent us one who in this day, I'm not talking about laying on of hands and casting out demons and all of that sort of thing, but I'm talking about the miracles that God does. I'm talking about the amazing things, but there are people that will miss out because of unbelief. And we're going to look at a people that for whom that happened, they missed out on an incredible miracle. They never even got to see it because of their unbelief. And I'd encourage you today to have, if you will, if I can use the modern vernacular, the modern acronym, I want you to have FOMO. I want you to have a fear of missing out on what God can do. And maybe we'll give a personal illustration here in just a little while as well. Before we go any further, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got in my hands one called The History of Christmas. You know as well as I that Christmas is coming up here very soon. It's going to be upon us. I realize in this commercialistic, materialistic world that we live in, uh, the stores are already, uh, I don't know when they start the Christmas music, hopefully not right now, but very, very soon it will be, and you'll hear it for like two months out of the year. That being said, I'm going to encourage you to grab some of these gospel tracks. As the world turns their eyes, I know they often miss Jesus. They often miss him in a manger. They definitely miss him on the cross. But maybe we can bring their eyes back to it, back to him. The history of Christmas, it talks about a few different interesting factoids about Christmas and this time of year and how some of our traditions came to be. But then it presents the real history of Christmas. Jesus Christ come to earth 
to die a, a horrible death. But he was, 33 years before his death, he was a little baby. We celebrate this time of year, December 25th, whether that's the precise date or not. That's when we celebrate it, and it's a wonderful opportunity. You also realize that there are more suicides, more people that attempt to and do take their own lives around this time of year than any other. I wonder, what a sad thing. You want to talk about missing out on the miracle. Jesus Christ came to earth, what we celebrate and they so miss that wonderful, wonderful gift of Christ. And I realize oftentimes it's because it's a, it's a time when families are strained. You're reminded of your distance. You're reminded of how you don't have the relationship you once had. You're reminded of people that have gone on already that have passed away. All of those things and those pressures become too much and pushes people to that. I wouldn't say recourse. It's not a recourse. God is against suicide. I tell you, friend, you never know who you might be giving a gospel track to. You never know what they're, what they're dealing with on the inside. Let me encourage you. Go to Bible Tracks, Inc. and get some of the, I've started carrying them myself. The History of Christmas, I've got a couple, one or two, in my tracked wallet. Let me encourage you to carry some as well. Now, we don't have a whole lot of time. Go to Mark chapter number 8. We're going to look at verse number 22. Verse number 22 of Mark 8. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring him a blind man unto him, and brought besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. Now, you notice here, it's the little things that we can often skip over. He's in Bethsaida. He specifically and purposefully takes the man by the hand. He was blind. He couldn't, he couldn't find his own way to some degree, not without stumbling, and took him very purposefully out of the town. And then, after he does the miracle, he tells him, don't go into the town and don't tell the people of the town. Apparently, it's likely that this blind man didn't live in Bethsaida. And so he told him, when you go home, don't go through, don't go into the town, go home. Where did this come from? Where Did he did Jesus have something against Bethsaida? Well, go back to the book of Matthew, book of Matthew chapter number 11, and look at verse number 21. Matthew 11, 21, if you don't have your Bible, I'll read it for you. Woe unto thee, Chorazan. Woe unto, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day." Now think about this for just a moment. Now, we're not going to go deep, deep, because we just don't have the time for it, but I think you'll understand. Tyre and Sidon were pronounced, judgments were pronounced against them back in the Old Testament, and judgments against them were performed. These cities, uh, great though they once were in man's eyes, uh, really, they're, they're bywords now. They're a warning, and that's what Jesus is doing. He's telling them. Here, in a companion, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they tell the story of Jesus to some degree from different perspectives. 
Jesus is warning Bethsaida because of your unbelief. The amazing things that have been done here, if Tyre and Sidon had seen these things, they would have repented. They would have, they would have taken them as from God. But you, your hearts are so hardened. And you, Capernaum, your hearts are so hardened. And Sodom would have been around. Sodom and Gomorrah, that place, if they had seen what God could do, God's telling us that they would have remained because they would have repented. They would have gotten right. But you, and so I wonder, I think to you and me, especially as Christians, we've seen, we know God has worked. He has worked inside us. He has changed our wicked hearts. He has caused us to turn from darkness to light. He has brought a new man to us. We are no longer just the old man. Yes, the old man fights day by day, but the new man through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit can have victory if we so choose. And we know, we've seen what he can do, and yet, and yet, oftentimes we miss out on the miracle. Do you have a burning fear of missing out on what God can do? I'm convinced that if we did, we'd approach what God has for us in a different way. Because there are times that God is going to lead us to take a step of faith, and we miss out on the miracle. I've given some personal anecdotes this week. I talked about how God led me and our family to Bible Tracks Incorporated. An amazing story. You can hear about that one in the archives of this broadcast on YouTube or on your favorite podcast player. You can find all of the po- the archives. But in yesterday, I talked about how God brought my wife through a, a huge health need. And today, I, I, I to be blunt, I can't give you details, but I'm thinking back right now to an occurrence. didn't happen too long ago. I was specifically praying. I was in a conversation, and I was praying about how to bring up a sensitive, uh, a difficult conversation, a difficult uh, area that we needed to talk about. And I didn't have peace about just bringing it up out of the blue. We were talking about another serious conversation, another serious issue, and the Lord just gave peace. He gave peace to me, so much so that the other person I was talking to brought up the very topic I wanted to talk about and asked a leading question. I believe it was all of the Lord. It was, to me, it was a minor miracle. Maybe not even minor. Maybe that's diminishing God's goodness. Maybe it was a major miracle. I didn't know how to bring it up. And we were able to talk and have a phenomenal conversation. The Lord blessed and Nothing nothing of, of serious import was discussed, but it was just something that was on my heart and had the opportunity to talk about it. And it was a blessing to me. And as I look back on that, I think I prayed specifically for God to open the door and I didn't kick down the door. God did it. As my good friend Bob DeWitt says, God does stuff. Amazing stuff. I'd encourage you, friend, don't miss out on the miracle. So often I, I'll speak for myself, I can get too far behind God and mess out on the miracle, or I can get too far ahead of God. Either way, when you're not walking in his timing, when you're not walking with him, you can miss out on the miracle. And I don't want that for you. And I certainly don't want that for me. I'd encourage you, friend, if you're listening right now and you're wondering 
how can I how can I begin to place more faith in Christ? I'm saved. I know I am. Friend, it starts with the little miracles. If you look around you and you notice the very air that fills your lungs, you notice the beautiful sun, the moon, the what he's given us in nature, your family, your church, all of those things, and you realize that each of those are miracles, you start to stop missing out on the miracles. I'd encourage you, don't be like Bethsaida. Don't miss out on the miracles. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for his glory. We'll plan on talking to you soon, my friends. If we can ever be a help to you, don't hesitate to contact us. The announcer will be on to tell you how to do that in just a moment. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.